You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, and my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject that I've got coming up for you, his name is Cody Keistad, and he's in a band from the United States of America called Wage War. Now, the reason for the conversation is to promote the band's 2017 release, Dead Weight. Let's have a listen to what the man has to say. Here we go. Album, and I can really hear that many hours have been spent on the conversations. So, what can you tell the listeners about it? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I mean, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride over the past uh, couple of years, and um, you know, starting starting with our debut album, Blueprint, um, just kind of got got thrown into it, um, and uh, that that album really set us up for a lot of good things over the past couple of years. And I think, um, you know, Deadweight started pretty much immediately after that album uh, came out or we finished working on that album. Um, so, I mean, all in all, I just think it's, uh, I think it's our, our best record. Uh, and I think it's one that we're all very proud of and uh, something that we all feel is the truest form uh, of a wage war record. So we couldn't be more excited to have it out or coming out, should I say, um, glad to have all the singles out that we have out right now um everyone seems to really be enjoying them so um we're just we're extremely excited we're extremely pumped sweet um is there a theme or a concept to the album uh there's probably about two revolving themes on the album um one i would probably point out is uh probably like love lost and just like losing uh a relationship or a person uh, that was really uh, important to your life and just kind of um, how that whole, the whole detachment process happens. Um, and then the other one would be um, just kind of like internal struggle um, and just things about yourself um, that you want to change, um, whether it's, you know, internal thing or like, you know, insecurities or, or how you deal with problems or addictions, like, I'd say those are like the two revolving concepts as far as dead weight goes and shedding the dead weight in your life, whether it's uh, a person uh, or a um, a vice or a battle or so on and so forth. But those are probably the, the two revolving concepts. There's a couple here and there songs, um, but I'd say those are like the main two themes. Okay, and something that isn't about the album but is about the band is the band's name. Now, I mean... I don't know how long bands have been naming themselves for, but it must be about 80 years or so by now, mate. But I think you have one of the best band names I think I've ever heard. And obviously, mate, you're a band that has been formed only recently, I believe since 2010. But how did you come up with such a killer name? Well, thank you so much. That's probably the the highest compliment we've ever been paid on the name. (laughs) Um, You know, we, I can give you, I can give you the cool story or I can give you the, uh, or I can give you the uh, the actual story. So I've got to give uh, us the actual. The mate. actual story <laughs> would be. Um, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you the insider exclusive. So um, we've been a band um, really since like all of us were around fifteen, sixteen. A lot of us are early twenties now. So we've been playing in bands together for a while. Um, and when we really started to take the band seriously, um, we started. The first thing you got to do is just like look into your name. Um, we used to be a band called Empires. Um, we released like an EP and a couple singles underneath that name. Um, that name was taken by another band from like Chicago, I believe. Um, so then we decided we wanted to name the band War Within, which we thought was all checked out and good. 
Uh, and there's a lot of business processes that you go to, to through to make sure that you can actually have a band name and that it's not taken. So well, while we were in the process of it, um, it was looking like it was going to be very promising. Um, so our band made, uh, we had these scrims made that would like stand in front of all of our gear with two big W's on them. And uh, we didn't even get to, we ordered them for a specific show. We had a big show. Uh, with a day to remember, which was absolutely the biggest show we had ever played in our lives at that time. So we wanted to look awesome. So we ordered these scrims, and about a day or two before that show, we found out that War Within was already a taken name. So uh, we were really boned, first of all. And second of all, the scrims didn't even get there in time for the show. So fast forward to like two or three weeks down the line, we're yep. stuck with these two WW scrims that we never got to use. And we were like, well, let's just see if we can like come up with a name around, you know, two W's. And uh, I think it was actually somebody's mom or something like that. <laughs> Somebody said wage war, and we were like, well, I don't hate it. And so, uh, yeah, I, it kind of stuck. Like, we really liked the idea of having, uh, I guess the grammatical term would be an alliteration of yeah. having the wah wah um, together. It kind of makes it roll off the tongue. Um, it's kind of relatable to what we are as a band because like it's not and by no means a political or actual war sense. It's more of like being a positive change, like wage war. Like if you see something you don't like, like be a change. So, you know, it's kind of applicable to what we wanted to do as a band. And, uh, it's really the first thing that everyone didn't hate. And that's kind of how we settled on it. So okay. I, uh, I appreciate the compliment though. That's very nice to hear. Well, I listened to Jamie Jaster's podcast. You obviously know who Jamie Jaster is from Hatebreed, and um, he has Howard Jones from oh, yeah. Killswitch Engage on the show quite a bit. And he's got, I wouldn't say it's a competition, but he's got a bit of a thing going on at the moment where the listeners can can you know write in via whatever social media platform and, and suggest a new band name for Howard's name. And I thought, man, if that name was a, wasn't available, I'd definitely suggest that one. So it's, man, it's definitely one of the top five band names. It's actually... Oh, well, thank you. It's up there with Faith No More in terms of the band name itself. It just makes a lot of sense. And, it, you know, the alliteration thing I think is really cool. And the fact that it was one of the band's band members' mother that came up with it, mate, that's awesome. Good honor. <laughs> yeah. We don't, know, we, don't, we don't normally tell that story. We're always just like, yeah, we were just really, like, you know, searching for a good band name. And that was the first one to hit. So that's the, I think that's the first time I've ever actually let, let out how that actually happened. But... Yeah, it was somebody's mom, so... <laughs> All right, bit of a scoop. No, that's awesome, mate. Thanks for sharing that. Um, now, I understand I understand you're going to be touring with Ewingsdale's very own Parkway Drive very soon, so are you excited about the tour? We actually just got home from that about a week ago. Right, my apologies. Yeah, how was the tour then? Um, with... Oh, it was incredible. We had such a great time. Um Parkway Drive is a band that uh, all of us grew up listening to. I remember specifically when Horizons came out, and that was just such a like a genre shaker. Like that was just like a metalcore staple, and you know most people will immediately uh, classify us as metalcore. So I feel like going with a band like that, like you know, we I would dare say legends. Um, you know, it was just a blast every night to see them do their thing. Um, great guys we had we had a really good time you know it was only a week so we didn't get a lot of time to hang out but the interactions that we did have they're just really nice guys very uh very down to earth uh fun people to tour with uh and the word alive was also on that tour and we had a great time with them so 
all in all, it was a, a slam dunk of a tour, and uh, the only problem was that it wasn't long enough. So, yes, yeah, so I did notice that. Though. Yeah, it was, it was only about eight dates, I think, from from what I read. Yeah, like seven or eight dates. Yeah, there was just like a couple. It was all northeast too. It was like Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. So very, very small amount of shows, but every single one of them was either sold out or very close to. So it was just a great time. Cool. And when I first heard Wage War, I, I first thought, okay, these guys really get what August August Burns Red have been doing over the years. And then I read that you toured with them in 2015. So what was that tour like? And did the lads in August Burns Red provide any advice? Yeah, that was uh, yet another. That was actually like, I mean, we've done a couple of like, we had done some beater tours like by ourselves, just, you know, getting your bearings as a band and going out with friends bands and, you know, playing for five people and so on and so forth. But August Burns Red was actually the second tour we ever did uh, as a legitimate band. Um, and it's the same concept. Uh, August Burns Red was a uh, really big uh, influence on us growing up, like specifically uh, the other guitarist in our band, Seth, it was like his favorite band growing up. And I can remember us like playing shows and like he's wearing like an August Burns red shirt. And so I think it was kind of like, again, just another like wow moment for all of us to go out with a band um, that we had admired so much and taken so much uh, influence from, you know, as, you know, 16 year olds. And, you know, here we are, you know, five or six, age, six years later in life um, and getting to play alongside them every night. Um, and that was just an incredible tour for us. Um, so, yeah, that was, like I said, we've had a pretty pretty insane first couple of years of the band. We're very fortunate and very thankful. And you guys are from Florida, is that correct? Correct, yeah, Central Florida, specifically Ocala. Okay, gotcha. Not much here. Okay, yeah, so... I had a good chat to um, Aaron from Under Oath about this, and uh, look, Florida, I'm a big fan of death metal, and um, I've spoken to a bunch of death metal bands over my time as a interviewer and podcaster and the like, mate, but um, Florida is a hotbed for, for death metal, and were you influenced at all by any of the sounds emanating from the region, such as Deicide, Obituary, Morbid Angel, Death, Cannibal Corpse, you know, all of the killer bands that come from the great state of Florida? Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely say that would be, I don't think any of those, at least for me personally, um, our vocalist Britton is a, a really big metalhead, so I know Cannibal Corpse uh, is a big one for him. Um, so I definitely think, and I feel like his vocal style kind of transcends our um, our metalcore classification. Like, he, he does some pretty extreme vocals, both, like, low and high. Um, so I feel like, yeah, he, I mean, I think... It's you know death metal and, and and the bands that came up around here in Florida uh, were definitely an influence on him and he's definitely uh, he's probably the most metal dude in our band as far as like what he listens to and um, you know he's the one that's always telling us about bands and giving us like facts and stuff so uh, I would definitely say that, that was an influence on that specifically him which obviously translates to us yeah cool and mate you do play guitar in the band and provide the clean singing. And, mate, you can definitely sing. So I'm hearing a bit of a dashboard confessional influence, but I will ask you, who are your vocal inspirations? Uh, well, thank you. Um, my vocal inspirations, well, I mean, you just actually named one of them. Uh, growing up, I was a massive Under Oath fan. Um, 
and uh, Aaron was has always been, um, you know, I would just like sit in my room and, uh, you know, he had those like high, perfect, like uh, those, you know, those vocals. And I would just sit in my room and if I couldn't get those notes, like I would work myself till I got them. Um, yeah. So I, I say Aaron is a big one for me. Uh, and I've since been able to, to catch up with him a couple of times. We've played a couple of, uh, of acoustic shows together, actually. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Aaron was a big one for me. Um, Jeremy from Devil Wears Prada, Jeremy DeFoyster. Yep. Um, that's kind of like the era I grew up in. I know that's like it's kind of weird to talk about because a lot of those bands are still bands, uh, and you don't want to come over here, come off like a fanboy. But I guess I got to be <laughs> honest. Like those are yeah, those cool. are two really big ones for me. Um, yeah, so those are those are probably my biggest ones. No, awesome, mate. Yeah, well, no, I, I do want to compliment you again on your singing. I was listening to the record in the car, and, um, mate, it came through very thick and strong, and, uh, you know, it's not always easy to do what you do. I have played in a metalcore band once before, and, look, I, I, I like to say that I'm Ringo in terms of the way that I supply the vocal. I sort of, I don't do the high singing or the growling or anything like that, but I sort of provide the monotone backing vocal that occasionally is required. Um, but, mate, your vocal, mate, I, I think it's really... Uh, it's good to hear that you're doing a bit of acoustic stuff because I think that, um, mate, just plant the seed now. No doubt you've already thought about it, but um, doing your own acoustic music with your own singing, mate, is something that I think you'd be very adept at doing, and I think you'd have quite a lot of people interested to uh, get into it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something uh, down the road I would be I would be psyched to do. I, I read a lot of, like, other stuff besides... Uh, wage war on the side and a lot of times it goes everywhere from you know your acoustic singer songwriter to uh, i'm a big country music fan too so i kind of cool. kind of all over like we're all we're all kind of doing different things and, and trying different stuff but yeah i do i appreciate that first of all um but yeah i'm I'm very uh i'm excited and i think i think on the new record i kind of got to, to flex a little bit more vocally than perhaps on blueprints and had some time to like um, just like experiment with like what I could do with my voice. Like there's some, some grungier stuff and then there's some like sweeter, softer stuff. Um, so yeah, um, thank you very much, but I'm, I'm very excited on, on all that. Cool. Yep. Okay. We're at the point in the interview now where I have three questions that I ask all of my interview subjects. So mate, I want you to humor me here and your answers can be as not safe for work as you like, because I do host an R rated program. So here goes Cody. Describe okay. yourself in three words. Myself in three words. All right. Uh, sexy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with ginger. I'm a redhead. And uh, that's usually one of the first things people say to either my detriment or to compliment me. So ginger um, is going to be one. <laughs> Oh man, cool. uh, Ginger. This, man, this is hard. This is a really hard question. <laughs> it's a stumps, people. Usually people don't I expect to talk it. about the band, not myself. No, I, I don't. I, um, oh man, this is so hard. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm just, I'm literally trying to think of anything that's applicable. Uh, well, you'll have a good answer then. I can tell. <laughs> yeah i'm so sorry i'm not trying to think of a lot of time uh i'd say i'm ginger uh i am um 
I'm thankful. There we go. Yeah, hey, I'll say I'm thankful. Thankful. And yep. uh, uh, he says I can have R-rated answers. But I'm, those are too positive and too nice. <laughs> uh, Ginger, thankful and. Dude, this is so hard. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the hardest <laughs> question I've ever had to answer. Cool. Uh, <laughs> last one's going to be... We'll just go with Ginger and Thankful. That's about all I all got. All right. That's all good. It's soulless. Yeah. Go along with Ginger and say Soulless. Okay, Soulless. <laughs> okay, Ginger, Thankful, and Soulless. All right. Now, the next question's even more of a curveball, to be honest, but here we go. <laughs> okay. Mate, if you could go back and give yourself some Great. advice when you were 18, what advice do you think you'd give yourself? Ah, dude, I am not ready for these questions right now. <laughs> he said, if I can go back and give myself advice at 18. Uh, man, I got some, like, real dark advice that I probably will pass on, but I would probably say don't blow it. That's my number one advice to my myself. All right, no worries, mate. Okay, final question. Here we go. What five guests, living or dead, from any right. time in history, would you invite to a dinner? From any point in history. Um, oh, wow, this is terribly hard. Uh, I would probably... Man. All right. Uh, I would I would love to have a dinner with Alan Jackson. He's a country he's a country music singer. Yes. I would love to have dinner with Alan Jackson. Yep. You got you got four more to go. <laughs> sorry, those weren't sorry, those weren't more fun. <laughs> oh, I got four. I got yeah. four of them. Yeah. Oh, you got okay. five. You got, you uh, got Alan, five in Alan total. Jackson, oh, I got five. Okay. Yep. Alan Jackson's one of them. Uh, God, this is so hard. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Corey Taylor, Slipknot. Would yep. love, would love to eat dinner with that dude. Um, Christopher Walken. Cool, You're a good one. Actor. Uh, I got two more. Um, Michael Jackson. Would love to have dinner with Michael Jackson. That cool. could be tight. Yep. And my last one's gonna be. Uh, my last one's gonna be like a world leader somewhere, or like a important person. So let's go with. Um... Well, the call just cut out, so I'll try and catch up with Cody again sometime in the future, and get the answer to that question there. So you've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, and my name is Andrew Mackay Smith. That interview subject was Cody Keystad from the outfit Wage War. Thanks so much for listening.